Miss Eccleston, Miss Tamara Eccleston. Yes? Detective Inspector Reynolds, I've come to follow up on your report of stolen jewellery, Mum. Oh, thank you, officer. Come in. Thank you, Miss. This won't take long. Now, you tell one of my colleagues that the items stolen were worth in the region of £50 million. Is that correct? Yes, officer, that's right. It's all my jewellery. I'm absolutely devastated. I understand, miss. Now, with a theft of this size, obviously it's a very serious crime. And I can assure you we'll be looking into this very thoroughly to find the person or persons who committed this offence. And, of course, we would welcome anything you might be able to add with regards to extra information that might help in our investigations. Of course, officer. If you can think of anything that might be relevant. I'm so sorry, officer, but I don't think I do have anything that would help. That's quite all right, miss. We've got our best criminal psychologists working on this case. They are currently establishing a character profile of the thief. What sort of person would do this? Gosh, what have they said? Well, given the scale of this crime, we believe that the perpetrator will be someone extremely greedy, someone of very low morals, someone perhaps rather bitter and spiteful and unpleasant. Oh, gosh. Overall, someone of extremely dubious character, especially where money or financial gain is concerned. Officer, would you excuse me a moment? Certainly. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. He's Richard. Hello. She's Sarah. Hello. He's Zog. Hello. And she's Violet. Hello. It's been a while since we've had so many people round the microphone and we're in a sort of a party mood because, of course, this is our Winter Festival episode. We can call it that, can't we? Can we it the Winter Festival? I know we don't all celebrate it's the same kind of thing. Vague. I think you should plump for one thing and stick to it. Okay, Sladmus. As a non-Christian, I'm happy to say I'm happy to celebrate Christmas. <laughs> I'm going to go with Sladmus. It's a very Slade time of the year, so it's the Festival of Slade. Fair enough. That would do for me. Have you thought about what you might like as a gift on Sladmus morning, Richard? What do you want uh, most? World peace and a new 9/11. A new one. Oh, I just really liked it. Any particular one? Just that new one. Yeah. 9/92. It's no. just really good. Color? Oh no, I can't decide. Oh. I, I, I better not have one then. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The one I borrowed was red with gold wheels, which sounds a bit cheesy, but it looked absolutely flipping brilliant. So maybe that. Yeah. Mm. I'd have that. Yeah, oh, I'd, I'd make me good. happy on Christmas morning as well. I found that under the tree. Need a bigger tree. Sarah, what would be your Christmas tree? And my Christmas tree. If we're talking cars. Just a car, to be honest. <laughs> Anything in particular? Oh. What do you fancy? What do you look at? When you see cars on the road, do you think, are you a sort of Ferrari girl? Are you an Alfa Romeo girl? Are you were a, a Fiat mini, Ponto? maybe? Or a... Yeah, I think if I was going to choose between an Alfa Romeo or a Ferrari, I'd probably go Ferrari. Yeah, really? I like the Alfa Romeos. But I like Ferraris. I don't mind the Range Rover series, not necessarily those big ones. You mean the Evoque or the Velar or the lesser Range Rovers? You're really putting me on the spot here. 
Uh, I just to say car. I don't have a car in London. Of so any I, car. I, yeah, any car would be good, but probably I would go towards you know, a nice car. Richard, what, what's the best London Range Rover for Sarah? What would we give her? Yeah, a Vela. Oh, no, actually, no, well, the other evoke, one would be... Oh, hybrid. Hybrid. supposed to be quite good. Actually, sure what I would enjoy driving is a little sports car because I've got my Peugeot 206 at home. My yeah. dad had an MX-5. Uh-huh. We'll so maybe one. something sort of that I could zip around in. The new MX5, Maybe something Porsche, Ferrari, that'd be all right. Wrap that up, find it under your tree. There you go. VB? I think I've made a selection. You made a good choice. Violet, what would you most like for Christmas? Car well, related, is it? You know I don't drive, but I could do with a new bike. Oh, really? Yeah, one of those ones that don't get nicked. Oh, I, I see. Oh, those, <laughs> those, those magic bikes. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. I've read about those. <laughs> do you know what the best anti-theft deterrent you could put on a bike is? A spike. On the seat. A good one, yeah. But they say a basket on the handlebars. People uh, won't uh, steal um, bikes with baskets. I had a basket, it got nicked. The basket got nicked, yeah, that's yeah, true. I'm not yeah. the, the, and then the, the bike The tricky mix was not putting yeah. a rattlesnake in the basket. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I like the way you <laughs> think. Violet, have you thought about, instead of a bicycle, getting a unicycle? Far less... <laughs> oh, yeah. Far less easy to ride off on unless you know how to unicycle. Yeah. But a lot easier to carry away and throw in the canal, potentially. But, oh, but who would do that? Because the owner might be a clown and then you're just <laughs> making a clown sad. Yeah. But, but, but this is the other thing, you know, if anybody nicks your unicycle, not going to be too hard to track, you know, <laughs> report to the police. Well, or would you say, how many people in this area can ride a unicycle? When I worked at the BBC, there was a man who genuinely used to arrive at work on a unicycle. And what I realised about the unicycle, many years ago when I was a student, there was one for sale in the window of a charity shop and I almost bought it. I remember you telling us this story. Why not? And then I thought, oh, well, I can't ride <laughs> a unicycle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but what I've realised about the unicycle, amusing though it is, and it's quite a skill to have, is that riding a unicycle in an urban environment makes you look like a <laughs> well, so maybe don't get a unicycle. My, my mate Tom, who lives down the road, is a unicyclist, but not just the little wheel unicycle. He rides what we used to call mountain unicycles, but they've got a better name now. They basically mountain unicycles. Seriously, I'm not making this up. Imagine a mountain bike tire on a massive diameter wheel, about three or four times the size of a conventional unicycle, and some of these things. And someone thought this was a good idea. Wait for it. Some of them have gears. Some have brakes. Yeah. How could... Yeah. And I acted as a support vehicle for a challenge where six of these mountain unicycle riders rode from Clapham to Brighton. And imagine going up Ditchling Hill on a unicycle, but they did it. Unbelievable. I mean, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm laughing at this, but Tom's a great bloke, actually. Yeah. I'm not uh, in any way casting expression. Tom here, but, uh, but yeah, like but a mountain it. unicycle is obviously a ridiculous thing, and I don't even need to see it to know that it's. Ridiculous. And these guys go up things. I think one of them went up Mont Blanc on a unicycle, big wheel. Because it's there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Sarah's looking at them now online. Yeah, there's, there's one that you can even get an electric one. It looks like a bit like a Segway. Oh yeah, that's cheating though. Yeah, no, yeah. they can get some. Does really, all the balancing yeah, for sharp you? Sharp looking. How much is an entry level unicycle? Well, you're looking too oh, much. I can see one here for 59 quid. Really? That's a small wheel one, yeah. Actually, 59 quid, I mean, yeah. Hang on a minute, because it's it half the bicycle. It goes up to in-motion... Yeah. Or, or you can get, if you like, an in-motion V8 electric unicycle for £995. Yeah, yeah I think if I was going to go for a one-wheeled electric thing, I just kind of feel at this point it'd be the kind of thing that I want to make myself. I want to kind of, you know... You get love making things? I, yeah, I do love making things. I love making geeky stuff. Is that what, what, your Christmas present, what would you most like to find under the Christmas tree? <sighs> 
I mean, actually, this is kind of boring, but actually funny. I just realised that I've been kind of feeling the need for a car cover recently. So maybe boring, mundane that is, just a good car cover to keep my paintwork from getting even worse than it is already. With Porsche Club Sport or Porsche Design written down the side. No, no, I think... A mirror one, a mirror one. I think car cover should be anonymous... They should be plain, simple, yes. effective. No, 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 no. And, no, and just keep the bird. Because it reflects the environment and then your car will look I'm in invisible. disguise. Okay, yeah. that's it. Mirror. Yeah, cloaking okay. device. Mirror, mirror. cloaking device, car cover. There car cover should never be labelled because that spoils the game of going, ooh, I wonder what's under there. That's, that's true, yeah. Yes. We play that game. Yes, yes. We yes, all yes. play that game when we see yep. a car, don't we? Every time. All right, hey, yep, listen. There we go. Talking about games... As this is the Sladmus episode, I thought we'd play a party game, and the party game that we've decided to play, which will be run by Sarah and Violet, was inspired by a TV game at the moment that's hosted by a man who's connected with cars. It's written for us by Ultra Listener. Richard, would you say Ultra Listener for us, please? Ultra Listener. Ultra Listener. Ultra Listener. David Stebbings has created this for us. Yeah, you probably worked out it's a sort of a version of who wants to be a millionaire, or in our case, who wants to win a car worth a million quid? That was quite a build-up. So, the way we're going to run this quiz is that each of the on-speeders, in turn, will get a chance to answer a question to win a particular car. And the cars go from cheap to expensive, and there's a big million-pound car at the end, which you'll all have to share. So I'm going to operate the quiz PowerPoint, and Sarah's going to read the questions. So, let's play Who Wants to Win a Car Worth a Million Quid? Part one, as set by David Stebbings, is entitled My First Car. And the first question is for Zog. Okay. Question It's for a VW Beetle. Okay, Zog, for the chance to win a VW Beetle worth 100 quid, who designed the VW Beetle? Was it A. Ferdinand Porsche, B. Enzo Ferrari, C. David Brown, or was it D. Colin Chapman? Okay, I think we could go for some fake suspense here, but uh, no <laughs> need. I'm confident in this. I'm going with answer A. Ferdinand Porsche. Are you sure about that, Sarah? I'm sure. That's my final answer. I don't think it was Colin Chapman, designer of the Lotus Seven. I don't think it was David Brown of Aston Martin. I don't think it was Enzo Ferrari of um, that Italian car company. Ferdinand Porsche. Okay, so let's just see what the answer is. And you are correct. The answer is A, Ferdinand Porsche. Good. Well done, Zog. First question down, guys. There you go. We're getting there. Zog, you're now driving around London in what looked like a Brazilian built VW Beetle. I'm happy with the Beetle. Can I just point out that the listeners can't see the pictures that I've put in the PowerPoint, but I just grabbed them randomly off the internet to illustrate the quiz for everybody. Don't take them as clues, is what I'm saying, to people in this room. (laughs) They do not signify anything except me. But the pictures have been perfectly good so far. Oh, thank you. Thank you. One down. Okay, so the next question is to win a Citroen 2CV worth £200, and the question's for Richard. Okay, Richard, why was the 2CV called the 2CV? Was it because A, it had two gears, 
B, it had two doors. C, it had two horsepower engine. Or D, it was taxed as a two horsepower engine. I know this. So it wasn't two gears because it doesn't have two gears. I think they probably the early ones had three maybe, four after that. It didn't have two doors because we've just been looking at a picture of it. It's got four. It didn't have a two horsepower engine because I think those early ones had something incredible like 12 horsepower, maybe 17 a bit later, rippling with power. But it was taxed under the French road tax system. It was around for. And, and CV is cheval vapeur, isn't it? Which means steam chevaux. Chevaux, isn't it? Oh, cheval. Which means horse. Yeah. Yeah. Cheval, yeah. yeah. But it's. it's cheval is plural. It's a weird old fashioned system and things were on a sort of sliding scale. Wasn't there a Renault called the 6CV at one point as well and 7CV as So, yeah, it was based on the car tax category that it fell into in France at the time. Right, are you sure about that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just make that answer. <laughs> so you are going to go with D. It was taxed yeah. as a two-horsepower engine. Yes. Right, let's reveal the answers. And correct, the answer is D. It was taxed as a two-horsepower engine. Well done, Richard. I want to know why his de Chavaux is worth twice... What my beetle is worth? Because it's twice as nice. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> Your beetle is very rusty. That de chevaux yes, has been in a French it's barn. A, well, it's, it's a concour condition, yes. de chevaux. Yes. Both of those cars are scrap, because you cannot get those. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> money yeah, yeah. These, I wish you could. I, I really like a 2ZV. I don't I know. Know. Well, you've got one now. What oh, are you yeah. talking about? But, I mean, a real one, not a ten. <laughs> Well, I can tell you a bonnet for about 100. <laughs> you still got it, haven't still you? still got it. In your basement. Anyway, next question. <clears throat> so, question three is for a car worth nominally £300. It's the Ford Anglia for Gareth. Oh, okay. All right, Gareth, for the chance to win a £300 Ford Anglia. <laughs> Which film famously featured a flying Anglia? Was it A, Cannonball Run, B, Harry Potter, C, The Blues Brothers, or D, Fast and Furious? Right then. Well, I don't want to make a meal of this, but I'm going to try and go through this logically. Have I actually seen The Cannonball Run? I'm not sure that I have. Harry Potter. I think I may have seen a bit of one Harry Potter film. I don't even know which one, but I missed the whole Harry Potter thing completely. The Blues Brothers. I've definitely seen the Blues Brothers. There are lots of American cars in that. Certainly no Anglia 105Es. Fast and Furious. Now, does Stebbins mean the new Fast and Furious films or the old one? I haven't seen the new ones. Any of them at all. I've seen the old one. Okay, um... uh, Listen, I'm just going to plumb for it because I'm fairly confident, even for a man who hasn't seen the Harry Potter films, that they do associate the 105E Anglia with Harry Potter because I saw it in some programme about railway modelling recently, (laughs) honestly. So, yeah, I'm going to say my answer is B, one of the Harry Potter movies. B, right. You don't want to consider another film like Fast and Furious, lots of flying cars. I want to consider it and dispel it. Are you sure? Definitely B. All right, so you're very happy to go with B, Harry Potter. Couldn't be happier. No second thoughts. Okay, let's see what the... The answer is the answer is B. Harry Potter. Well yes, done. thank heavens. So the next question is for Zog. It's for a five hundred quid Austin A thirty. Ooh, very exciting. Okay. Right for the chance to win a five hundred quid Austin A thirty. We're really ramping it up now. 
Zog, which card did the A30 replace? Was it A, the Morris Minor, B, Austin A36, C, Austin 7, or D, Austin Allegro? Okay, think about this. Obviously not the Morris Minor. That's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Austin A36, or Austin A7, or Austin Allegro? I thought, well, Austin Allegro was quite a long time after the Austin A30, so I'm going to cross that one off. Austin 7, a little bit before its time, I think. Oh, how much? Ooh. Okay, I'm going Austin A36. Are you sure you don't want to do 50 50 on this, Sog? Well, I'm wondering if you can even. Or ask I'm, 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 you know, I'm having a little bit of doubt between Austin 7 and Austin A36 here because we're doing about Should we open up time. the panel? Do I need a little lifeline here? It comes down to do how confident are you? If you're not a hundred percent confident, I think you should bring the others in because you're allowed okay, to do I'm that gonna, for I'm free. Okay, I'm going to bring. I'm not a hundred percent confident. I'm, I'm going to bring my colleagues in here. Lads. What do you think, guys? What's this is kind of asking the audience, isn't it? It is a bit asking. Well, the one asked the audience. The Austin A30. I, I think it's A36. But why would you go backwards in numbers? Well, the car. I'm reverse engineering this. The Austin A30 was from what 1952. Uh, early yeah. 50s kind of early 50s 52 yeah. the A7 is a 1940s 40s, isn't it 40s yeah is it late? but if you're not replacing car models as often as you are now mm-hmm. an well, early 50s car replacing a late 40s that could be right bear in mind that the Austin 7 sort of soldiered on and then the Austin Longbridge factory was given over to plane making during the second world war and took a while to get back to normality mm-hmm. and that would have covered the development of the A30 which would have been their sort of first new post-war yep. small car, so I would go Austin 7. Austin 7 I would as well, yeah. I think I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. I don't think there was an Austin 836. Okay, so have we... Are you going to change of heart? Let's go Austin 7. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to okay, Are you I'm sure going, about the Austin 7? I'm sure, yeah, no, okay. No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sure it's C. Austin okay, 7. Ooh. Austin 7. All right, let's do Final the big reveal. Well done, the answer is C, the Austin 7. We're still in the game. Oh, well. (laughs) We're now driving around in a Beetle, a Deschamau and an Austin 7. (laughs) Nice. Can I just clarify that you can bring in the other people at any point, any if you can. This is part of the quiz vibe here. It's not an RC audience, it's just... If you feel you need to, bring them in, because we want to get to that a million-pound car, don't we? We do. Really important. If you you drop this, the game's over. You've got to keep going. It's going up in double amount, so all right. Okay, so everyone's envious of Richard's potential winnings. It's an MGB worth about £1,000 now. Yeah, I don't want that. I'll just take the... (laughs) A thousand pound MGB would break down all the time, wouldn't it? Right, okay. So, Richard, where was the first MGB production line? Was it A, Longbridge, B, Dagenham, C, Abingdon, or D, Coventry? Hmm. Right, so... (laughs) That was such a satisfied hmm. No, it's not, because I think this is a trick question. Ah. The first MGB production line, as far as I know, there was only one MGB production line, and it was in Abingdon, where all MGBs were made. It's not Longbridge, that's the Austin factory, unless for some reason they were making them there, but I doubt it. It's definitely not Dagenham, because that's Ford. Coventry, well, it's usually Jag and Peugeot made cars. They were roots back in the day, so, I mean, that's probably unlikely, but... So I assume it's Abingdon, but it's the first in the question has thrown me off as if they started it somewhere else for some reason or other. 
I don't know or where that would be. Or maybe it's just still the same one, perhaps. Well, that's what I'm a bit foxed. Can I go 50-50 and see if that throws yes. it into relief? Okay, 50-50. Oh, well. Is it either A, Longbridge, or is it C, Abingdon? I can't remember there being any story about I started making MGBs at Longbridge because why would they? That was the early 60s. Longbridge was busy making, well, A30s and A40s and things. Uh, so I just assume maybe the first is that's just in there to throw <laughs> me off the scent. I'll bring in the others just to see if there's anything that they could chuck in here. But I always defer to your knowledge of the minutiae of exactly what was built when and where. But that said, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's a fairly straightforward one. They only built them in one place. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's right. I can't help, I'm afraid. I really can't. It's on um, you, Richard. <laughs> okay. No, I'm going to say, uh, say C, Abingdon. Final okay, answer. so final answer, C, Abingdon. Oh! Well, we got there. That was so yeah, much was fun the, watching you play that because you were genuinely. so excited at the beginning and then you were so doubtful. <laughs> and then at the end, you were so relieved you Why were right. Why did you put first in there, Stebbings? First and only. <laughs> <laughs> He's wily. Genuine anxiety wily. there. I yeah. think you've earned that car. We made yeah, just to reiterate, we made quite hard work in the last couple of minutes. <laughs> 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 so, part two now. The questions are going to ramp up in difficulty. Uh-oh. And the title of part two is The Family Wagon. And the first question in part two is for Gareth, because it's a Ford. It's a Ford Capri and it's worth £2,000. Gareth, if you can answer this question. <laughs> the official Capri tuner adopted by Ford? A. Cosworth B. Tick Ford C. Shelby or D. Mount Tune Right then, well Can I just point out that this entire question and answer is gobbledygooked <laughs> <laughs> It's a complete alien language Well these are all people who have worked on Fords over the years, not just the I uh, feel like I might know the answer to this Really? Well well, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. yeah. I wonder what your guess would be. Okay, I don't ever remember there being a Cosworth Capri. Cosworth were Ford's racing wing who didn't really come into Ford road cars until I think the Sierra was probably the first one and then the Escort, yeah. So of the four, Cosworth, Tickford, Shelby and Mountune. Are these people? They are companies. Cosworth were a company formed by two people. So, Tickford, so, so what's a tuner? A tuner, someone who takes a car and improves it. Big fish. Good. Well, okay, the, I well, got you. Well, the quarter from these tuning companies, in the case of Shelby, for example, you know, <laughs> just caught up, Shelby yeah. was a bloke. Yeah, race, Carol race, Shelby. Carol Shelby. A man with a lady. Who, who set up a company to make fast cars. Yeah. Make fastish cars even faster. Yeah. Tickford, there was a Tickford Capri. I remember the final Capri, the 280. Was that after the Tickford Capri? Tickford were part of Aston Martin, weren't they? Shelby, he was an American, and whilst the Capri did sell in America, I think they sold it as the Mercury Capri for a while, as well as the Ford Capri. I'm pretty certain it wasn't Shelby. Mount Tune, I'm confusing them with a the Canadian firm. What are they called? The Canadian. <laughs> yeah, Mounties. Yes. Hmm, okay. Um, I'm going to eliminate Cosworth. Did you want to do 50-50? Uh, I think I'm going to save that for a little bit later on, yeah. Go I with think. your gut. What, I'm going what to does go your with gut my gut. tell you? My gut says Tickford. 
but there were others as well. Uh, what was the name of that place in Essex who did some Fords as well? No, my answer, I'm going to go with Tickford B. Okay, final answer, B, Tickford. See what they good. say. Well done. Yes, you were I was doubting myself for a moment there. Oh, thank you. The relief is enormous. No, it's, oh. yeah, it's, it's all part of well, the when uh, four came game out, I, I thought Tickford looked right, but I wasn't 100%. Oh, check out know. this car. Well, well so done. I've just seen the next car. The next yeah. car is... Hey, it's well, Zog's car, it, or Zog, potentially. Do you want to swap it for an MGB? <laughs> no. No, I like MGBs, but I want this more. Tell us what this is. It's a BMW 2002... T. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually better. Uh, so, uh, traditionally, it's TII, but T is, is, is better. And that's what we're calling it from now on. Yeah. And we've got a very nice-looking red example there in the picture, uh, beautifully fine. restored. Yes, very good find there with that picture. The M10 engine block used in the 2002 T or TII was used as the basis of a motorsport engine in which of the following cars? A, the McLaren F1 GTR Le Mans winner. B, Brabham F1 Turbo, a Grand Prix race winner. C, Formula BMW, winner of 100% of the races. Or D, (laughs) BMW E3 Daytona 24-hour winner. So we've got A, McLaren Mm. F1 GTR, B, the Brabham F1 Turbo, C, Formula BMW or D, BMW E3. Okay. <coughs> Some tough choices there. Well, I've got to have a bit of a think about this. Okay, so there are no red herrings here. These are all potential answers. All bona fide BMW blocks, as far as I recall. I, th- I think it's B. I think it's the Brabham F1 Turbo, which was famously based on a BMW block. The thing is, though, Engine blocks tend to have a very, very long life. You think of an engine that was installed in a road car first in the 1960s, and this same block can be the basis of engines 30 years later. So I'm going to be a little cautious here, but I think it's the Brabham F1 Turbo, and I think they had quite an interesting way of preparing the engine blocks. Yes, I know what you're going to say. they put them in the cars. They yeah. them outside. They left them outside, and if anybody happened to need to uh, urinate need to on them, have a wee, and yeah. they happened to wee on the engine block, that was yeah. fine. Yeah. So I'm told. Yeah, I've heard the same story. Final answer, B. You sure you don't want to check with the others before you go ahead with that? Well, I'm checking with the others, and do we agree with that? We agree. Well, the, the F1s would be 12 for a start. This yeah. Is yeah, exactly. Four cylinder here, so yeah, I'm going with Formula BMW engines were four cylinders. Right. The BMW E3. was a whole other. I mean, a six, not an eight, wouldn't it? I don't know. Could be D. Yeah, I don't know. Don't know anything about D really. But no, I'm sure I'm okay, 99 Brabham F1 Turbo. Turbo. Final answer. <sighs> okay, Come feeling, on. feeling give, confident. Give, give let's, have, let's have a look. And the answer is B. Yes. Brabham F1 Turbo. A Grand Prix race winner. And you've so, won that there you car. Go. Wow. Fantastic. Uh, now we've won the 2002 T. 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 So, this next car is a question for Gareth. 
It is a Saab 900i, and it's worth about eight grand. And why did I put your name next to that car, Because that's almost exactly the car that I had when we first got together. Yes. It was a 900i, almost in that colour. It's different wheels, though. I had the mini lights on it, which Sorry, looked Sorry, I'll go great. back on Google Images. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I should never have sold that car. God, was that was a great... Well? It was maroon. It was close to that. Yeah, but burgundy, actually. Don't worry, you're going to win it again, hopefully. I'm happy. I want this. £8,000 for that. Must be in good nick. Yeah, I can't work out if it's worth more than my BMW, but, you know... OK, here's your question. <laughs> Launched in 1978, the 900i had the belts on which side or end of the engine described as sitting in the car? Wowzer. Yes. Was it A, front, B, left, C, right, or D, rear? Crikey. Well, I have to say this. I don't ever remember lifting the bonnet and having to do anything to that car. It was as reliable as a Saab. Um... Let me see how I could work this out. Now, if I remember, that block in that car was based on an old rejected Triumph block. And it was longitudinal, so it's either going to be at the front or the back, because you wouldn't have belts on the side in a longitudinal four. So it's either going to be front or rear. Gosh. I'm trying to picture looking under the bonnet now, and I have to say... You've got some options. You could go 50-50, phone a friend. You could yeah. ask the other guys if yeah. they've ever been under the bonnet of a Saab 900. Yeah. I could actually phone Colin Ward, because Colin used to own a 900 Turbo, which is closely related. And he might remember whether the belt was at the front or the back. Should we try that? I reckon it's the back, because basically in a Saab 900, everything is somewhere yeah. other True than enough. The key is on the floor. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you can expect to see the belt at the back of the engine. Mm. And I'll tell you, I think it's at the back, only based on the fact that it's a better protected place in a harsh Swedish winter. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Good. Save it from perishing and all. But that's good. a guess. Yeah. That's a pure guess. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, because Vol- Volvo, who are good at winterising their cars, clever. don't have... Well, at least the Volvo I had didn't have belt to the back. So, lots of good reasons why it might be at the back. But, do you want to go with this hunch or informed idea or do you want to be more certain before you give us that as your final answer? Well, I have a horrible feeling that if we go 50-50, the only option it's going to give us is front or rear, which won't make it any easier. I know it wasn't at the side because it wasn't a transverse installation. I am going to save that 50-50 for later on for when we really need it for an amazing big car. I'm fairly confident that we are a rational group of sad car sickos I'm going to say it was D. It was on the rear. Okay, so we're going to go with D. Let's take a look. And the answer is rear. (laughs) Butterflies in the stomach here. Wow. And you know what? This is what they do on the actual show. They really work you up. Yeah, I'm there. It's just sweating bullets. I am. I'm sweating (laughs) like Prince Andrew I am, I'm telling you. Anybody watch that? No. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Next car to be won is a Rover 800 Vitesse worth £16,000. Why? Is it made of gold? <laughs> 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 800 Vitesse worth £16,000. Yeah. Oh. It, it was owned by one of the Hatton Garden robbers. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's got a Fabergé egg jammed in the sunroof. And it's only got 10 miles on the clock. Even then. Come on. <laughs> really. Okay, so this is an interesting way to choose a question. 
In England, nine nine zis. Or as we say in German, in England, nenen zis. Ah right, in England, nenen zis. Does this complete the phrase? It is a snellback, b liftback, c fastback, d scheisterback. Oh, that's funny. I know this. I do too. Because there was an advert in the late 80s for the Rover 800 Vitesse that was in German. In it was Munich. a really good advert in Munich, yeah. In England. And the, and, in. and the payoff was British architect. <laughs> and weirdly, I used to work with and are still mates with the son of the man who wrote that advert. Wow. And he said, oh yeah, when I was a kid, we always used to have loads of Rovers and Montegos and things. You know that Montego advert? Do you remember with the guy doing stunt driving in the car park on two wheels and stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah. Swift, yeah what are the Swifts, was it? Yeah, and my friend Kit, his dad wrote that as well. And his initials are the name of the company in the advert. It was an in-joke. <laughs> so anyway, I, just, yeah. I digress. And did you know back when you were I know, hanging I know. out with him yeah. that you would get to win a £16,000 gold-plated yeah, apparently test? So. Apparently so. So, yeah, one of the lines in the advert is this. In England, they call it A, and it's the name of the car. And it's not Schnellback. Schnell is German for slow, isn't it? That'd be a silly name. Uh, Schnell. Oh. Oh, Schnell. Oh, is it fast? I beg your pardon. Yeah. The, the, isn't it? The full yeah. phrase is Schnell. In England, via Nenen S. Ah. Uh, so Schnell. Fast. Could okay, be right. Schnellback, maybe? Beg your pardon. What's well, slow then? Why am I getting. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Lauf. Slow is langsam, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I think, I think it is. It's Mr. Trick here. There's not fart back as well. <laughs> it should be a German word, maybe. It's not lift back, because Toyota used to use that. It's not a Rover thing. And it's not scheisser back, because that means <laughs> back. <laughs> I did a year of German at school, and I can certainly remember what scheisser means. So it's C, fastback, which is the name of that car. The hatchback Rover 800 was called the fastback. And that's the final answer? C, fastback, final answer. Not schnellback. Not schnellback. Not schnellback. Not schnellback. Okay, so let's take a look. And the answer is... C, fastback. Well yes. done. Excellent work. Do you want that car, Richard? I kind of do. <laughs> of course you do. So the full translation of that phrase is fast. In England, we call it fastback. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It? I remember now, the advert. Yeah. We can all see it. It's on YouTube <laughs> now, I'm sure. It is. Yeah. So you've got, that, you've got that very overpriced car. <laughs> now, the next question is also for Richard. Oh. So Richard now gets to win. And just aside to listeners, the reason that Richard gets two questions in a row is because these questions don't exactly go in order so each round they get one each but this is the card that has been selected for Richard to win it is a Honda Civic Type R mm-hmm. worth 32 grand okay so these cars are getting very expensive Honda released a special edition 30th anniversary Civic Type R which colours was it available in A Nighthawk Black B, Milan Red, C, Saturn Silver, or D, all of the above? <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. That's weird, because I thought... Black. I thought it would have been in white. That's, Japanese racing white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking. I, I, was I think Honda have done special editions in that colour before, and they call it championship white. So, Nighthawk Black. So it all sounds plausible. I guess that's the trick in yeah. writing good quiz answers. Or all of the above. I've got no idea here. Absolutely. Mm. Really. Do you know what? That's what, what when you have 50, no 50, idea. Final, 
Phone a phone friend. A friend. I'm going to phone, phone Alex Joy. Is he a Honda man? Does he know Hondas? He likes fast hatchbacks. I think he's. A I don't. I remember they were very popular little fast hatchback. Oh yeah. Honda Civic. Are they Honda value? Don't they? Hello. Alex, hello mate, it's Richard. Hello Richard, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm alright, well, I'm the world's most hungover man, but you know, sorry. <laughs> well, right. It is a Sunday. For the first time this yeah. week. Um, it was, I was going to say, it's not the hangover from us going for a drink on Wednesday, is it? Because in which case, I don't know what you were drinking. Anyway, we digress. We're playing a sort of who wants to be a millionaire kind of thing with car questions on the podcast. And right. I, I've just made you my phone a friend because I'm stuck on something. Oh, well, you've... I'm not sure which Last Crusade knight saying I can apply to this. You've either chosen wisely or very, very poorly. (laughs) My head's about to melt. Okay, so I'm going to read you the question, and then I'll give you the four answers. Honda released a special edition 30th anniversary Civic Type R. Which colours was it available in? A. Nighthawk Black B. Milan Red C. Satin Silver or D. All of the Above Wow! <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's Incredibly what we thought. Incredibly in depth and what? I know. A <laughs> thirtieth so anniversary Civic Type R. Yeah. Could you have it in black, red, silver, or all of the above? Yeah. Um, Do you remember this one? Because I sort of vaguely remember it happening, but I could have sworn it was white, and obviously that's when, not one of the options. When was it? Well, thirtieth anniversary of Type R, I guess. Which. Uh, 90s? 2003? Oh, really? More uh, recent than okay. so, mm. oh, I suppose because there was sort of JDM shiz going on before we ever. Anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, you do, do you I... know the answer off the top of your head, Alex? No, and there isn't an internet near me, so I can't. Cheat! Oh, I can't you can't that cheat! Way. Um, I can't Alex, cheat. just Frankly, to let you know I, the... I was counting you to cheat in the background without <laughs> having to be... Put, could have heard but, the but thank you, thank mm. you for having the initiative to realise that that's what you should be doing. That's Yes, yes. I, I, I can't, there isn't anything internet nearby. And just to let, let you know the pressure, what's at stake, yeah. Richard is due to win a £32,000 Honda Civic Type R in our heads. Which is not at all imaginary. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's an imaginary car. OK, so if I get this right, Richard could be driving around in a shiny, imaginary £32,000 yes. Honda Civic Type R but don't in black, red or silver. Or all of the above, like <laughs> a polo harlequin. Like a, don't yeah, feel too yeah. bad though, mate, because if I don't get this, then I drop back down to my previous car, which was a Rover 800 Vitesse, and I'm not actually that sad about that. So, I um, think you'd probably prefer that, I kind of would, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you do get this wrong, then you won't be on your way to a one million quid Oh, yeah, there's a prize of a million pound car. So, so we have to sort of get everything imaginary. right if you go along. All right, Alex, Ooh. thank you for the help that you haven't actually been but I would say I'd probably go for D all of the above that's my suspicion red. too yeah oh don't go don't, don't complicate it because red is like the type R colour isn't it oh shoot it is, that's true because the R's uh, red and like yes. all of the cars have been launched yes. in red and that type R in 2003 was that one that looks like a Nafal shoe doesn't it not the futuristic one but the one before that yes but hang on now you're saying that I always imagine those in my head they're black. always black yeah I'd see black ones oh, <laughs> you actually have helped I think it might be black <laughs> yeah but what if it's all the above? All the above. Wrong thing. Excellent. I all right. Help. Thanks, Alex. You have kind of helped. Alex, another thing from all of us here on On Speed. Merry Slademus. 
Merry Slademas to you all as well. Merry Slademas. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Bye. Wow, that's made it harder, but I'm with you. I see black ones in my head. Uh, I see all that model Civic in black, but was the Type R in black? Uh, tough call. Is this Very a 50-50 thing? You can go 50-50. Let's go 50-50. Oh, Ooh, black or all of the above? Which are exactly the two answers we were trying to choose between. Well, red was in the mix, I think. A little bit. A little bit. bit. I mean, I, I, black was ahead, though, I think. They um, wouldn't have done... Limited editions in all colours. You could have, yeah. like, limited editions are in, like, one or two colours, aren't they, Richard? That's the logic, surely. Yeah. What's the other yeah. Yeah. All right, I think, screw I think it. You go, go black. Go black. Night yeah. black. Are you sure are about you sure that? that's sure that no. your final answer? <laughs> <laughs> no and yes in that order. Are you sure? Yeah, it's I'm, no, I'm, not, all right, I'm sure it's my final answer. I'm just not sure it's the right answer. <laughs> you do realise that you stand to lose everything. I know. Let's just hear these clear reasons. On what basis are you going for Nighthawk Black? Because Alex has reminded me which era of Civic Type R that was. I think they always seem to be black for some reason. I don't even think they did that era. So why were you talking about white at the beginning? Because a lot of time Honda do white. Japanese white is Japanese racing colour. Usually they bring out a car in. But a limited edition is usually one or two colours at the most, and if it's down to one colour, it's got to be black. Yeah. Black. Final answer. Are you sure it's yes, your final yes, answer? Yes, I am sure now. Are you sure? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> so yes I'm sure! <laughs> Let's get Let's an find out after the ad break. Oh! <laughs> Struggling to find the perfect Christmas present this year? We've got just the thing. The Ferrari Fuel Metering Device Power Boost. The Ferrari Fuel Metering Device Power Boost. This device fits in moments and boosts power to your F1 engine just when you need it. Qualifying? Get pole. The race? Guaranteed podium finishes. And best of all, it's completely legal. The Ferrari Power Unit Fuel Metering Device Power Boost. The Ferrari Fuel Metering Device Power Boost. Warning may not be completely legal and will result in disqualification from the championship. You're listening to Gareth Jones on Speed, the Slademus edition. And we're playing Christmas party games. In fact, we're playing Who Wants to Win a Car Worth a Million Quid? Your quiz masters are Sarah Leach and Violet Berlin. When we left you, we were paused on the answer to win a car for the grand total of £32,000, a Honda Civic Type R, and Richard was deciding whether the 30th anniversary Civic Type R was available in either A, Nighthawk Black, or D, all of the above. And you were going to go with A, Nighthawk Black. Okay, is that still your answer, Richard? I've just remembered something. In or around 2003, Top Gear magazine had a Civic Type R long-termer, which might have been one of these 30th anniversary ones. And I think it was silver. And I actually drove it. I can't remember if it was a special edition, but I feel like it was. I think it had sort of like grey wheels and stuff. You've had a memory jog. I'm going to go D, all of the above. 
Okay, so are you are sure? sure? Oh, don't start this again. <laughs> no, are uh, you really sure? Yes. Uh, well, no, I'm not sure, but I'm going. I'm just having this. I'm having okay. like flickers of memory now, like a person in a care home. Like an epiphany so, of and and and, 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 and Gareth, you realise do this whole thing will end if this is wrong. Are you backing him up on this, all of you? I'm going to have nothing to do with this answer because I don't know. I'm really not confident. I'm struggling here. I know people who've driven. Black Honda Civics from that period, but were they Type R's? No. Were they limited edition? No. I'm going to go with Richard's flawed memory on cars. Okay, so we're going to go with D, all of the above. Whoa! I mean, I've just wiped the sweat off my brow. <laughs> and the answer was D, all of the above, as you might have realised from oh. that picture. Wow. So... Well done, guys. We've made it two-thirds of the way through the quiz. Wow. We've made it to the lottery win, part three. And the next car is for Gareth. It's a BMW M3. It's potentially worth 64 grand. And this is the question. The original E30 M3 was a runaway success on the track, winning the 1987 World Touring Car Championship. How many national championships did it win? A, one... B, 9, C, 17, or D, 25? Wowzer. Can we have the question again, please? Right, back to the question. Original M3, E30 M3, Renault Access 87, World Touring Car Championship. I have to admit, I have no knowledge whatsoever of World Touring Cars in 87. In fact, I have very little knowledge of World Touring Cars in most years. Wait, but the question is, it won the World Touring Car Championship, but how many national championships did it win? So that's like, did it win the BTCC? Did it win DTM? Exactly. Did it win the Italian Touring Car? I mean, I think... Sorry, I was just going to... Please help, Richard. I don't think it won the BTCC because I think the Sierra Cosworth was around and that was absolutely all-conquering. Or did it, though? Wait a minute, with... 87. Steve Soapy... Um... Hang on, did we have the Sierra Cosworth in 87? Because we had the XR4 in 87, didn't we? How many championships are there in... Touring cars. What's the topic could be? Well, well, this is the thing. possible I mean, to know because there's loads of different countries. I mean, it's like there might be a Malaysian touring I mean, championship. I, I, I would doubt it's as high as 25 because yeah. I'm not sure that there are 25 national touring car championships. But isn't it over that the, you on could the planet? Well, the question's not clear, isn't it? Like, is yeah, it just yeah. mean in 87 or does it mean like. I think it, in must, its be, I think it must be in 87 because it's talking about that year, one in that year. I think it's implied, that it's, in, implied that it's in that year. Let's um, assume that it's okay. in that year. Yeah. Right. Oh, that changes it then. Because it could have been one. <laughs> yeah, well, it could be. You could. Um, I would have said it wouldn't be one because I think it was a very successful racing yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. Nine, nine sounds, sounds better than 17 or 25. I was thinking like a career wins rather than 87, which... See, I'm thinking in 87. I think it could have won nine in 87. I still don't actually understand the question. Seriously. That's a lot. There's a lot of countries to Do you think there's nine countries is, that have but touring it, car championships? Well, well I know okay, if there's, say, there's Sweden, there's... France, there's Germany, DTM, there's uh, exactly. UK. Italy, that car was very successful in Italy. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Italy, Spain? Don't know. Don't know. Um, Spanish, there would be a Spanish Touring Cars Championship of some kind, yeah. Um, would there be Danish, Norwegian Touring Car Championships? Feels like we don't know. I we don't know much about think he's leading cars, us somewhere with the question, Ultra listener David Stemmings. Maybe it's a trick question. I one think it could though. be yeah. one. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. I'm going to plumb for the one just because I'm desperate. Sorry, one? Yeah. 
Well, because I, I think the way the question's set up. That's just a trick question. Do you, quiz masters, have any insight into whether it does? By insight, like does it mean eighty-seven or does it no, mean over? No, I have no idea. No, I mean, I could, I could message him and try and find out, or you could just go fifty-fifty. And, I mean, it, and could, that it, might it, it could be something like you know, before mm. GT. I've heard that same car won several over the mm. next couple of years. I think so we're going to have to go fifty-fifty and gamble it down, aren't we? Mm. Mm. Yeah, go and then you could phone a friend if you weren't sure. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. so let's go fifty-fifty. Well, I know somebody would know. Fifty-fifty is B nine or C seventeen are being offered up. I think seventeen is too high because we would struggle to find that number of national championships. If it was in one year, nine would be a reasonable number. But if we're talking about the car winning in other years as well, which could be, this slightly ambiguous question is intimating, it could be something as massive as 17. At this stage, I'm feeling bold. I'm going to gamble on C as the answer. 17, the original M3 E30 won 17 national touring car championships in total which could include three UK ones in a row or three Spanish or Swedish ones you know what I mean different years well yeah because that car was in play until jeez I bet they kept using it even when it was replaced yeah, in showrooms had a fairly decent yeah. life and that's still being Racing used life in, after because it wasn't a new M3 until mm-hmm. so yeah, it had a sort of that. six seven year life yeah. so it was around a long time and they did evolve it to the Evo 3, didn't they? It was around a long time. Yeah, let's say 17. That's my answer. Is it C17? Okay, let's take a look. C17. Oh, yes! Okay, that's the answer. Wow. I'm tempted to look that car up and yeah. really have a good... Yeah, good that's incredible. That's quite an achievement. It must have been the successive years. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah wow. That was a good um, gamble. Okay. A little note for Dave Stebbings in future, because I do some work on The Real Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and I've noticed, although Jeremy Clarkson doesn't know the answer until it's revealed by the computer, that's mm. absolutely legit, and they're very, very scrupulous about how the quiz is run properly. Double-blinded. Very but good. once the thing comes up, he then, on his screen, gets a little bit of extra information that he can impart. So yeah. if you watch that show, he'll nice. go, yes, it was in fact Cuba. And in fact, Fidel Castro, and he'll just go into yeah, a little yeah. thing yes. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need that. more info and at it, the it end. It makes him look really clever, as yeah. he did Chris Tarrant before him. But it's actually just David Stebbings. Please make extra, us look cleverer. Extra information, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yes, looking exactly. stupid here, David. Help us out. <laughs> yeah, give me the little research. Right, the next car is a car for Zog oh. to win. Smart-looking car. Of course, David Stebbings told me on pain of death that all the Porsche questions had to go to Zog, and this is for a Porsche <laughs> Taycan. You, Turban S. Turban? Turban? <laughs> the Indian <laughs> Sikh special. Turbo! Well, you, turbo you can S. drive a turban. I'll drive a Porsche. <laughs> it's worth turbo. 125 grand, and the question is. What's the official power output of the top of the range taken? Ooh. Which they call the turbo, isn't it? Yeah, it is the turbo. And yes, I do oh. slightly object to the use of the word turbo in that context because there's no turbo on it. Okay, so we're looking at, is it A, 351 horsepower, B, 551 horsepower, C, 751 horsepower, or D, 951 horsepower? Now, I think... Oh, I think it's 551, but I'm not... Quite sure. I'm gonna consult with my colleagues here because I can't remember the figures. It's pretty powerful. It's yeah, pretty man. quick. I don't think it's 951 horsepower. 
powerful. Because they would that's have pushed ridiculous. it up to a thousand if it was and well, got racing that, with it. That's yeah, hypercar yeah. territory. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not quick sports car territory. This is quick sports car. Yeah. 751 or 551? Well, that's I, an interesting question, isn't I it? I think probably 551 because that seems more in the correct ballpark. For You think it's 751? Because it's very heavy, isn't it? Oh, it is, you're right. Because so to overcome that, yeah, that's it's, true. It's, it's got a lot of level pegging as the most powerful Porsche of recent times, I think, alongside the GT2 RS. Mm. The GT2 RS is about seven something. Is you're it? right, actually, yeah. Six something. Wait, is it six something? Oh, now I'm getting old. Yeah, but with the weight of the batteries it's and the performance powerful. that it is achieving with that. GT2 RS, like I think you're right, yeah. 751. We don't, we don't need 5050, do we? Save it for the big one. Yeah. We want to win that. We're just plowing through the 50-50. Yeah, come on. We're not playing proper millionaire rules, are we? All right, let's have a look. Are you going to go see 751? Yeah, we're going to go see. Are you sure you don't want to go 50-50 now? No, I think we're confident. Are you certain? Okay, let's take a look. And the answer is C751. Yes. Nice one, boys. Nailed it. Well done. Team. You did, you did nice nail one. it. Very so good. you won that car, Zog? Nice. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. But I'm okay. happy with everything about that, yeah. apart from the turbo in the name. Just debadget. Yeah, I'm all right with that. So now we're going to step it up a notch because we're on the home <sighs> straight. And you've all had questions each and won your own car, but now we've moved into carpool mode. Anyone can answer this question. You have to answer it together. The car is the Lamborghini Aventador and it's worth £250,000 in this game. So here is the question. In which Italian metro area are Lamborghini based? Is it A, Bologna? B, Milan, C, Naples, or D, Rome? Well, they're made in Santa Agata, aren't they? Yes, good. Well done. Well done. But where is Santa Agata? In which province? I don't think it's Bologna, because they're too busy making sauces for spaghetti there. Bolognese. Mm. I don't think it's Napoli, because they're too busy making pizza. I don't think it's Rome, because they're too busy making Romans. Yeah. Milan's too far north, I think. That's where the industrial heartland is. That means we've run out. That means we've ruled all of them out. But Ferrari are in the north. Ferrari, it's but... not really. It's quite far down. If you look at the map of Italy, really? it's not north-north. If you think Milan and um, yeah. Turin are right at the top, yeah. they're much further Ma- down. Maranello is a bit further south mm-hmm. than Milan, is it? Mm. Okay. I've never been to Maranello. Um... So I don't think it's Milan. It's not Naples because Naples is too far south. I think so. Could it be Bologna? Does this mean we're heading back to Bologna? Is a bit too far south. Is yeah, it? I don't think it's Rome. I think. Okay, I think it's we're eliminating Rome. Yeah, we're eliminating Naples. Do we think Milan is too far north? I think so, but I mean, I don't know how big their administrative areas are. Yeah, yeah. but no, I think it's too far north. I think it's Bologna, but. Ah, maybe it's Milan. So my vote is A with a tiny bit of B thrown in. I'm, I'm, f- How about I'm a 50-50? Go for a 50-50. Come on, it's like, it's near, near the it's end Christmas. now. It's Christmas. It's Slade yes. Come on, 50-50. I'm going to say Milan, even let's, on 50-50. Ready for the let's 50-50? Let, yeah, 50-50. Sarah, Come on. please read out 50-50. Okay. Oh. A, Bologna, or B, Milan? Well, we're not getting any closer, are we? Richard, I, <laughs> I'm going to apply some guesswork to this, but I reckon gonna, this the industrial heartland of northern Italy 
reaches a bit further north, a bit further south. Yeah, yeah I but don't that's the whole thing, those supercar makers, weirdly, are in. Part of the big rural areas, and that's what makes yeah. them so anomalous, is yeah, they yeah. weren't in that big industrial belt yeah. across Because Lamborghini were tractor makers, weren't they? So yeah. yeah. that they were in yeah. farmland. Absolutely. Just think about factories of people making them, what are they eating? Mm. Are they eating Milanese? Chicken Milanese. Thank yeah. you. Or, or are, are they, they eating, eating spaghetti, spaghetti bolognese? bolognese? Ah, Santa Agata. Is it in Bologna province or Milan? I mean, I've I just got, do a feeling, I've got a feeling it's Bologna. I don't know if, if I've All just right. at some point in at some point heard I'm, that maybe Santa Agata. What does your gut say? Or whether that's just you know a wild guess. Bologna, come on. Hey, what do you say? I'm saying Bologna. Yeah. Bologna. Okay. okay, we're going A. We're going A. We're going to go with A. We're committing to A for at least the next five seconds. So, <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, no, if it's really it your final answer. Yes. Reveal the final answer. Come, come on. on. And if you're listening at home and screaming the answer to us, because you know, grazie mille. (laughs) We're very close to the end now. This is the second to last prize car. It's a Ferrari Enzo. It's worth half a million quid. And this question is open to all. What is the name of Ferrari's track day car based on the Enzo? Is it A, FFX? B, SFX, C, FXX, or D, XFF? I know the answer, I know the answer, I know the answer, I know the answer. It's A, isn't it? It's C. C. Yeah, FXX. FXX. Right, that's that's a unique doubt whatsoever, yeah, yeah. Are you sure you don't want to go 50-50? I can see it. This is one of those cars that you're not even allowed to take home. You can only visit at the track. You arrange to meet it at the track. Yeah. right. To be clear, how many Fs? FXX, one yes. F. Two X's. Two X's. Okay, so let's take a look. And you are correct. Yes! So, wow. Yep. You know what this means? We're actually Weird. playing for the car worth a million quid. We've got all the way. Oh, Check out that. The McLaren car. F1. Worth a million quid. It's open to all. You've got quite a couple. I think. I, you know what? I might update my. I might update my Christmas wish list. Yeah, you want this now, don't you? McLaren F1. We all want this. I don't think. I think I'd enjoy the McLaren F1. Okay. Dave Stebbings, your copy of Glasses Guide is horribly out of date, and someone has cruelly amended the Rover 800 page with inflated numbers. But otherwise, this quiz has been great. Are you ready? So here's the Come question. On. Don't forget, you've still got a phone of friend because this is important. This is the one to get. You've been working towards it. Here's the question. question Who currently holds the record for the fastest average speed for a production car around a UK circuit set in a McLaren F1? Is it A, Andy Wallace, B, Tiff Nadell, C, Perry McCarthy, D, Jonathan Palmer? Well, oh. I've got logic yeah, funny, for this. Um, a name popped into my head before those four came up, and the name that was in my head wasn't one of those four. But I've got an idea, it might be Tiffany Dell. I think if it was Tiffany Dell, we'd never stop hearing about it. But I think, wasn't well, it he... it was a long time ago. Yeah, and wasn't he part of their racing on... effort at the time? Or No, but we uh, did it for Top Gear, old Top Gear, on the telly. Right. And we were lent a McLaren F1 to go to Millbrook 
Oh. Which is technically a circuit, but it's a high speed bolt, and he went Set. around really, really that, fast. Was it 225, was it? The speed? Oh, God, I can't remember. Because I was a researcher on the show, and that wasn't one of the items I was assigned to. So I remember when we did it, mm. and it was great success. And I think it was for children in need or something. There was an extra bit to it, and I can't remember why and what that would raise money doing, but I don't know. Mm. Send us a fiver or Tiff might crash off and die. It was weird, but anyway, we did it. But the thing is that's troubling me is I don't know if anybody has usurped Tiff's record in an F1. Mm. Andy Wallace. He goes pretty quick, he doesn't goes he? He goes pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the other name in there that I thought it could be. But given that when I saw those names before you brought up the Top Gear thing, I thought it's Tiff Nadell. And given that you know that Tiff Nadell set a record when you had it for Top Gear, Tiff Nadell's sounding like a favourite, I think. Jonathan Palmer was test driver for the McLaren F1. In its early days, he used to go and show for the car to potential yeah. buyers. But I think that's a red herring. I don't think he ever set the record. Although mm. he is associated with the F1. Perry McCarthy, ex-Stig, yeah. fast driver. Don't think he's ever had his mitts on an F1 in that sort of since you wish. So for me, it would be between Tiffany Dell and Andy Wallace has done something that we've just all not heard of or forgotten of. Yeah. So My instinct when I saw those names was that it was Andy Wallace. I don't know why, but I've got, you know, one of those sort of neural association things that happen. As soon as I saw his name in relating to the F1, it was that name which came to me. The question, is it a UK circuit? Yes, OK. Fastest average speed for a production car around the UK circuit. Andy Wallace has recently been doing stuff with Bugatti Chiron at Era Lessing, the BW test track. Mm-hmm. He's set some high speeds there. But... That's not in the UK. No. So let's put that out of our minds. That might be why Eddie Wallace isn't there. Let's go to it. I think it's something. Yeah. Um, you say, so Red you're going to go for Tiffany Dell without even bothering of a 50-50 or a phone of friends? Right, right. You, you, hey, I'm, should... I'm feeling reckless. You've been paid I'm by feeling the 50-50 people. You're very paid by the 50-50s here, by Well, I made the 50-50s on the PowerPoint. Oh, I see. You're okay. Yes, we'll see your homework on well, the 50-50s. Let's be clear, boys. In our opinion, we're eliminating Perry McCarthy and Jonathan Palmer, aren't we? Yes. It's between yeah. Tiff and Andy Wallace. But let's see yep. what the 50-50 does. It may help us. Okay, Sarah, get ready okay. to read the 50-50. Oh. 50-50, oh. is it A, Andy Wallace, or B, Tiffany Dill? Not bad 50-50 guessing You're for someone who knows nothing about guessing. it. Well right? done. Couldn't well done. Couldn't better. Can we go 50-50 on these two? <laughs> <laughs> Does it work I think like that? you should phone a friend because you need to be certain about this. Have we got any more friends of the show we could call up? Scott Brownlee, would he know this sort of thing? Would Johnny know? No. I think so McLaren, man. You don't have Tiff Nadell's number, do you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tiff Nadell, Phone Tiff! Phone Tiff! Phone Tiff! Oh, it's half late? ten at night. I'm oh, not phoning no. Tiff. Oh. I was going to say, I could ring Alex Riley, who's the researcher who organised the Millbrook thing, but he's got small children. I'm not no. ringing him at half ten on Sunday night. Oh, okay. Um, it's a bit late. We should have stopped yeah. earlier. Uh, who do we know? McLaren connected who might be able to Has Johnny got us? small children? Would he? Yeah, Johnny's got small children. Oh. Uh, who could we phone? Is there a journalist who's likely to know who's going to be awake who hasn't got small children? I know. Call Patrick Head. No, we're not doing that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I try, I try, I try um, my best. I still think it's Tiff. I still think it's Tiff. We don't need to call a friend. I mean, well, look, this is for the okay, one well, million okay. cards. This is a chance hey, to if win. If we screw up, we screw up. I if mean, you, you've got some other cards. I mean, you've come all the way to the end of the quiz. I mean, you're at this Could point. Could we possibly so be wrong? Yes. 
Okay. Yes, we could. We Andy Wallace. Yeah, we could. Yeah. So for the final question, the final answer is it Andy Wallace or Tiffany Dell? By the way, Violet and Sarah, you know that in the latest iteration of Millionaire with Jeremy Clarkson, there's mm. actually a fourth lifeline, which is Ask the Host. Oh. What does Jeremy do on those occasions? Is that when he gets the line that flashes up at the bottom? But he gets nothing, and that's why he never knows the answer. Right. Go on then, tell us the answer to the question. You didn't tell us a choice. Okay, our choice. We are saying it's Tiffany Dell, although I believe it's Andy Wallace. Oh, you're still putting yourself back on the fence. No, it's Tiffany Come on. Okay, Someone. Tiffany Dill. Oh, okay, right, so I just want to make it clear that you've got lots of lovely cars you've won tonight, so it doesn't really matter. Is everybody happy is with their garage so far? Yeah, pretty happy. I've got that lovely BMW. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. Okay. Show us the answer. Final answer, it is... Well played. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. That was a cracking question. McLaren F1 in the garage. We won a car worth a million quid. That's it. Uh, we've approached the end of the Slademus episode of Gareth Jones on Speed. Our last episode for this season. Sorry, this series. Sorry, Richard. Yeah, one thing remains before we go, which is something we like to do every year, and that is give each other virtual Christmas presents. It's kind of academic because we've all just won a fantastic million pound car at the moment, which we have to argue yeah, over. Yeah, we're going to have a fight over who gets to drive it. Yeah, yeah. So we need. So we're doing a Secret Santa thing where each of us have been randomly nominated, one of the others, to buy a Christmas present for. The Christmas present is a car. Unlimited price found on eBay in the last 24 hours. It may not be there by the time you're listening to the show anymore, but the day that we're recording this, these cars were available on eBay. Who should we go with first? Zogga. Who are you buying for? I have a present here for Sarah. Oh, oh, there you go. Is it a Porsche? Well, hey, I don't want to spoil the suspense. I don't want to spoil the surprise. As you see, beautifully wrapped there. Oh, right, it is beautifully wrapped. Very nice so, handwriting. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Now, so I should just explain my thought process here before you look at this. Do you have, oh, I don't have more than one car. No, 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 no. I'm recycling paper. So oh, you know this. Right. But before you look at it, I thought, you know, what kind of vehicle should I get for Sarah? <laughs> you know, you're a newcomer to London. Do you want a McLaren F1? And, well, well, you know, you're living inside the congestion zone here. You know, <laughs> do you want a sensible maybe maybe a little urban run around? You know, something that you won't get the congestion charge for. Something quite compact. No. What you need is a big, loud, stupid Australian vehicle to remind you of home. So there you go. Uh, yep, that's pretty Australian. Okay, we're looking at a Holden Newt V8 Commodore manual pickup rare classic. 
Ooh, it's a huge yep. red Australian pickup. Perfect. Right, oh, wow. Huge. I tell you what, that's very robust looking car for the congestion packs in London. Oh, yeah, no, that's yeah. That's amazing. The, Thank you very much. You're going to get stung by the kid's job. Absolutely judge. chuffed. Oh, I'm glad it's. Uh, I mean, as I said, a car. I mean. Well, there you go. So, that says Sarah Leach all over no, it to be, me. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> and, and next time. I'll you... take a Holden V8 Commodore manual pickup. <laughs> and next time you need to move flats, you'll be able to get all your stuff in the back in one go. You know, after my recent move, I won't be moving too often. But when I do, this car will be very handy. Good. Excellent choice, Og. I would have done the same, actually. I was hoping I would get Sarah in the draw, and I would have bought exactly the same car, I promise you. There weren't many utes on eBay, I'll tell you, but that is actually quite Um, a nice one. Richard, who are you buying for? I'm buying for Sock. Alrighty. I'm excited. Handy show with Richard. Oh, thanks, mate. Okay. Slightly bend the rules. Here we go. I'm unwrapping my car here. What have we got here? Ooh! Ooh! Now, wait, wait, wait. You're looking at that and you're going, oh, it's a Bugatti Chiron. Yeah, I am looking at that and going, it's a Bugatti Chiron. Which, unusually, it has a bicycle on the roof. Well, your gift isn't the Bugatti Chiron. Let me guess. It's the bicycle. It's a rare 1950s Bugatti bicycle. Bada boom. With a Campagnola components at... Now, actually... You like bicycles. I do like you bicycles. Like Bugatti. I like Bugattis. That's a talking point. That's a very pretty bicycle. Yeah. Genuine a, 1950s Bugatti A 1950s Bugatti. Oh, no, that's, that's fantastic. And oh, actually, Chiron does not come with it. The advert makes that very... That's actually a bit kind of rarer and more I interesting so. yeah. than a Bugatti Chiron. Good what call, a wonderful mate. I really appreciate it. No, I, I, I look forward to riding that around the streets of London. Thank In you. Fantastic. Fantastic. Sarah... Yes, I'm buying for you, Gareth. Okay, all right, yes. yeah, of course right, you are. Yes. Right. yes, get yes, get ready, here you go. Should I just give it to you without yeah. any explanation? Yeah. You can just Unless you want to set it up, is there any context before you give it to me? Well, I mean that, you know, recently started to get to know what you were affiliated with and what you quite liked and maybe oh. maybe I thought this might be suitable. I'm so excited. What could it be? How well does Sarah know me? Sarah, your first 12 months on the programme, by the way. Congratulations. Oh, well, thank you very much. Last year I got a Ricardo hoodie. You did, yeah. This year you got a huge to go with it. I've got... What have you got me, Sarah? I'm fascinated. Imagine finding this under your tree on Christmas morning. What is it? Oh, it's upside down. It is... Oh. Oh. I don't (laughs) think I could be any happier. Can you guess? Um, Gilbert. Correct. Sarah, you know me well. A Gilbert Invader Mark III. Oh, with the lovely spouts, the wide body version. Oh, the coupe. Look at that. Eight and a half grand's worth. Oh, with a V8 Ford factory engine fitted instead of the SX6. My God, that would be a handful. Well, that'll it just be came loud. out on the market, actually. Really? Is it red? It's on a black and white picture. Is, is it black and white? What no, is it? Uh, no, no, see. it must be a printing issue. With yes. But I think it was like a blue or a green. Beautiful. That is, I think, the best looking of all the invaders, the Mark III. I think it's beautiful. They never made a Mark III estate, otherwise they would have a Mark III estate. There is a bloke who's combining the front end of a Mark III with the rear end of a Mark II to make a sort of a hybrid Franken guild which is unique but man that is beautiful thank you Sarah thank you very much indeed I am very 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 happy with that indeed that's my Christmas sorted yeah Richard I don't know if my car is going to make you as happy as this has made me but sounds like that's impossible Nadolik as we say in Wales Merry Christmas Merry Slademas Oh, 
You've done well. I have done well already. What is it? It's a Metro Six R. Oh, yes. And it's in Group B International spec. So it's got all the power because the normal ones are. Look at his face, he's genuinely excited. You found that on eBay? 400 horsepower. Yeah. Bloody hell. 350 grand it's going for at the moment. It could be yours, Richard. And look where it is kept as well. Where's it kept? Oh, it's kept. Uh, clan. Don't pronounce that. Clan Ray. How do you pronounce it? Clan Ryder. Yes, Sunrider in Wales, in Powys, deepest, darkest Powys in Wales. So not only am I giving you the car that I certainly would most love to have as a gift, but I'm giving you a Welsh version of that car, which is my gift to you. A Metro 6R4! <laughs> because we mentioned in the show just recently how much he wanted one, so I thought, if there's no limit on this, the sky's the limit, Give the memory once for Christmas. Wow, this car's yeah. got a really interesting history. Oh, sorry, I'm getting distracted. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the whole idea. Enjoy Give reading about that car. on eBay. Yes. <laughs> so, are we all happy with our Christmas oh, presents? Very. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very. Yeah, I'm Tip just around in London with my in my ute, my boombox. The boombox. Being around like an Australian. <laughs> in London. Playing to no stereotypes at all. ACDC. <laughs> with me listening oh, yeah, to the Alarm and Manic yeah. Street Peaches in my Gilbert alongside you, <laughs> Zog. Well, what would you listen to? Well, if I tell you that whenever I've done any amount of work on the car and I need to go for a little test drive, a little shakedown, I always do an A to Z test drive. The important feature of which is that you have to have a test drive that gets the engine. The important thing is you have to listen to ABBA and ZZ Top. <laughs> a to uh, Z, nothing pro- in between. Probably Sharp Dressed Man and Take a Chance on Me. Very that's good. Very, that, that's very oh, minimum for a proper test drive. Songs. Now, the <laughs> yeah. trouble is, Richard, you probably haven't got a stereo in your racing 6R4, have no, you? No, no, care. Just listen to the sound of that lovely engine, yeah? It's just, just driving my 6 or 4 around. Probably not in central London either. I'd imagine it's not a town car. Not, probably not. But, yeah, but I'll just be fun, go up to Wales. Or go up to, I've just been in the Peak District in an Alpine A110. Oh, lovely. Oh, lovely roads around yeah, there. Some yeah. Roses, yeah, so... But do you like the computer vision yes, colours on I your... Like everything about it, yes. Good. Well, let, let's end this show and this series in the traditional manner. Violet, will you bring the celebratory booze over, please? Sure. Yeah, yeah. without <laughs> smashing everything. <laughs> OK, <laughs> still intact. Okay. Now, we normally celebrate with champagne, but being as most of you are driving tonight, we're going to do it with fizzy pop. Oh, it's not that fizzy either, which is a bit of a disappointment, but... There we go, Sarah. On to that. Violet. Have you got, have you got a spare hand? You have that side. Okay, thank you. Richard. Saga. That's you, it's I've, for you. Uh, I've stolen violets. No, no, yeah. can I have my special glass? You can have your special glass. <laughs> <You> <laughs> the, like the, one, the one that's shaped like Marie Antoinette's breast. It, it is, yes. It's like a baby Supposedly. shaming glass. Right. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, as yeah. we say Cheers. In North Wales. Cheers, y'all. That's the rug, yeah. Cheers. And we'd like to wish all of you who listen to this show a merry Slademas. And with the following wind, we'll be here for series 16 of Gareth Jones on Speed after the Christmas and New Year celebrations. So who knows, you might even do a live 15 years on Speed to celebrate it. That's it, we're going to leave you with a song. And traditionally at this time of the year, we tend to think of those less fortunate than ourselves but on this occasion let's think of those better off than ourselves say goodbye everyone goodbye Bye. Bye. have a good one Toto Wolf is howling he's over the 
her arrow succeeds again Served on a silver spoon Bono on the pit wall Made Lewis an honest pledge They gave him a winning car He knows they've got the edge The morning day was thinking Long may we reign Staff or pocket of big cash bonus It's Christmas for Mercedes once again should get thinking Long may we rain Staff our pockets of big cash promise it's Christmas for Mercedes once again Bottas isn't number two Don't make me laugh Lewis is definitely number one, Valtteri, one and a half. But Lewis is celebrating, he's drinking vegan beer. Now the racing season's over, it's the most wonderful time of the year. And the board of Daimler's thinking, long may we reign. The staff are pockets of big cash bonus, it's Christmas for Mercedes once again. The staff in Bricksworth and Brackley Could not be any prouder But we've got to mention The boss that they lost Lovely sweary Nicky Louder He's gone but he's still here is Got lots of bloody work to do Farley's looking quick again now, boys But winning isn't everything What about quality of life? Hard work piles the pressure on both husbands and wives But now the staff should celebrate and party hard with glee Because first thing on Boxing Day They'll be back at work in the bloody factory Follow us on Twitter or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed! Speed!